You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey, I'm Erica Muller, host of Here For It. Self-discovery is an endless journey, and each week I'm bringing on experts, industry leaders, and friends where we'll be talking all things life, fashion and beauty, personal development, and probably some pop culture along the way as well. Here For It is your weekly space to get grounded, regroup, and be inspired to live your best life. Because really, we're all figuring it out as we go. And I'm here for you. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Here For It, and also welcome to award season. I The meat and potatoes of this week's episode is all about morning routines and why I have thrown mine out the window, but I wanted to weave in a little bit of a here and now and talk about the Golden Globes that were on Sunday and just give a quick rundown of my thoughts um, and who I thought just like really, really nailed it. Um, if you listened to my episode last summer about trends for 2023, a lot of them are very similar for 2024. You see a lot of sheer, you see a lot of metallics um, that is very much weaving into this year. And I think you will continue to see those throughout 2024 and especially award season. Um, and I feel like overall this year, the Golden Globes red carpet just nailed it. I feel like there were I had one top that stood out to me right away. And then I had like a big list of honorable mentions, which I narrowed down, but usually there's not that many that I feel so excited about. So I feel like 2024 has like a good fashion vibe to it. And I'm excited to see what else we're going to continue to see throughout award season. Um, But so let's get into it. My top pick for Golden Globes 2024 was Florence Pugh and Valentino, and she was styled by Rebecca Corbin Murray. And the thing about Florence Pugh, she's been my top kind of unexpectedly, but pretty consistently for a while, anytime I see her on a red carpet. And the thing about Florence is that her stylist, Rebecca, just understands her. Like when I look at the outfits that she's wearing on a red carpet. I'm like, she is the only person who can pull this off. And everything is woven together so beautifully from her makeup to the styling, to the dress itself, to her hair, to accessories. It just makes sense. And it is so her and it is so flattering for her. And so I feel like overall she killed it. Um, I loved the sheerness of the skirt to that red dress. It wasn't so sheer that it was like in your face, but every once in a while you could tell that there was this like bodysuit underneath it. And I just thought it was so elegant. Um, and I felt like she just totally killed it. Um, and then my honorable mentions were Angela Bassett and Dolce and Gabbana. She looked fabulous. Ariana Greenblatt and YSL. And she was styled by Molly Dixon. I really, really liked her look, but I almost wished it was a skirt instead of pants. I feel like if it was a skirt, she might've been my top, but she just looked stunning and it fit her so well. Same with Angela Bassett. I feel like that dress was just a glove made for her body and it just, she looked stunning. Um, I also thought Jillian Anderson and Gabriella Hurst was amazing. That cream colored strapless dress with her skin tone and her hair, it just was like so monochromatic and elegant and soft. And I just, again, the tailoring on it 
made it for me. That dress was stunning. Um, and then also I thought Kylie Jenner looked really, really pretty in vintage Hanae Mori. I could not find a full body picture of her anywhere. She didn't walk the red carpet, but from what I could gather, she just looked so pretty. The lace, again, the tailoring, perfect for her. I think that for me is something that takes a dress that has a lot of potential to the next level is the tailoring. When it just looks like it couldn't have been made for anybody else, that's like a slam dunk for me every single time. Um, and I usually don't cover men's wear as much, but I figured there were two that I felt like needed to be touched on this week. Um, overall, I think Timothy Chalamet in Celine knocked it out of the park. He had like the sequiny look. It just fit in with everything else that's like relevant and trendy right now. And it was different than everybody else on the carpet. And I also felt like the tailoring for him was perfection. Um, and then my other one that I don't, I didn't love this look. I felt like the tailoring was off personally, but I thought it was worth noting Jeremy Allen White and custom Calvin Klein. And the reason I think it's worth noting is because of the custom Calvin Klein. I feel like you don't hear as frequently as you used to Calvin Klein on a red carpet. They've kind of gone out of it. Or if they are doing it, it's definitely women and you don't see a lot of men in Calvin Klein. Um, obviously, Jeremy Allen White is like in the midst of a giant campaign with them. So it makes absolute sense that he wore a custom Calvin Klein suit to the Golden Globes. Um, but I thought it was interesting in terms of I feel like Calvin Klein is wanting to make more of a comeback in the red carpet space. And so while I didn't love it, I do feel like it's worth noting for what's to come with them. Um, and I'll be interested to see if he continues to wear Calvin Klein on red carpets throughout the rest of this year. But that was my rundown of the Golden Globes. Also, I wanted to mention to you, if you guys are also like very into knowing who is wearing what, um, you'll see online a lot of sites like reporting, like Just Jared reports, E! News, um, although I don't think e-news reports as frequently as to like who they're wearing, they're just reporting more on who's where, um, like who's in attendance to things. But the most reputable source that I have found is an Instagram account called Up Next Designer. Um, and they always are on it. Like they know exactly who is wearing what. Um, I think it was just Jared reported that Jeremy Allen White was in Prada and like because fashion is so ingrained in me and it's like such a hobby and been such a big part of my life, I can spot things like immediately. And when I read that, I was like, he's absolutely not in Prada. And sure enough, he was in custom Calvin Klein. And so if you're into wanting to know like more of the details as opposed to just like, oh, that looks pretty or I like that dress, Up Next Designer, highly recommend. They do a really great job in full coverage of everybody who walks a red carpet. I feel like a lot of the other ones um, kind of pick and choose who they want to cover, which I, I understand. But if you want like the whole gamut, up next designer. Okay. Moving on past the Golden Globes. I want to talk about morning routines this week. And the whole reason, well, there's a lot of reasons, but this felt, it's been something that's been kind of weighing on me in an odd way for a while. And I just felt like it was 
something that I think could be talked about because for so long, I feel like the morning routine was like the thing everybody wanted to know. And last summer, I just started feeling like something needed to shift and I wasn't totally sure what that was or why that was. And I was having kind of a hard time figuring out what it was for me that needed to shift. I was often stressed last summer and I wouldn't say like stress is something that I'm like naturally inclined to feeling. Sure. I feel stress like anybody else, but I don't like live in it. I experienced moments of stress, but I feel like last summer I was just kind of like living in constant stress. Um, And I was also waking up almost every single morning with like immediate anxiety. And I just, I couldn't figure out what was going on. It kind of wasn't until I saw somebody on TikTok talking about why they were so excited for 2024. And this girl, and I wish I knew who it was so I could give credit to her, but she said, 2024 just has 2016 energy to it. And she's like, 2016 was the best year where like everybody was thriving. Everybody was like succeeding in things. And she's like, 2024 just has that same energy and I'm really excited about it. And so it got me thinking. And so I was thinking back to 2016 and I went through my camera roll and I was like, what was going on in 2016? Like from what I remember, it was a good year, but what was going on? And as I was going back through photos and kind of reliving 2016, I was like, 2016 was a great year. There was a lot that was working out really well for me. I felt like there was a lot of ease in my life. I went on more trips that year than ever before. And at the same time, I was working three jobs and auditioning. Yet I somehow had all this time. Things were just like flowing. I just feel like it was a year that was like so smooth and easy. And I was like, how interesting that I had all this time to travel. I was hanging out with my friends. I had some really cool experiences and events and things like that that year. And I wasn't stressed. Like things just flowed. And so I kind of started digging a little deeper and being like, well, why was that? Like what was going on at that time on a deeper level? And so for me, I always like to look at like my mindset around things. And because I feel like your mind, like your words are your wand, truly. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I was like, what was going on in my mind at the time? Like, was there something I was doing differently? I just wasn't, I was like, what was the sauce? Because that girl was right. 2016 energy was like immaculate. And I want that again. So I started digging deeper. And I do think that my mindset was just in a different place at that time. I mean, that was like 2016 was what, eight years ago? It's crazy. That is so crazy. Um, It feels like literally two years ago. Anyways, so obviously I was at a different point in my life eight years ago, as we all were. It was pre-pandemic. Things were just just different. Um, But I was still like, I don't think my mindset was that, that different compared to what it was in 2023. And what I ended up realizing was even though I was working three jobs, auditioning, traveling, doing all of these things, 
I had my mornings and I wasn't doing a morning routine. I, I was very lucky in that, like I had until about 11 AM every day to have me time or spend it how I wanted before I had to go to work or other responsibilities and things like that on a pretty consistent basis. That wasn't every single day, but pretty consistently, I would say until 11 AM, I had free time. And so I started thinking about, well, what was I doing with that free time? And this is where I I really made this connection was that I was truly just checking in with myself every day and being like, well, what do you need today? I was working out consistently, but every day was like, well, what feels good to work out? Do I just want to go for a walk? Do I want to do P90X? Do I want to go boxing? Do I want to go to a yoga class? Um, do I want to do Pilates? It was like, what feels good today? Um, some mornings I would read. I was always making like a really healthy breakfast. I made like a lot of smoothies that year. I remember big on oatmeal. Something about me is like, especially with breakfast, I kind of get like hyper fixated on a food and I will just eat it daily for months on end until suddenly I'm sick of it. And then I move on to the next thing, but I was making time to like make healthy, healthy food in the morning. I wasn't drinking coffee first thing. I wasn't forcing meditation. I wasn't forcing journaling. I just truly was doing what felt good to me. And some days I was like, oh, let me like run to the store really quick and grab something. Let me just get out of the house. And I just, there was a lot more freedom, but it was also a lot more of just like, what does Erica need in this day and time and this exact now moment? And I think, and I don't know for sure, but I want to say like 2017, probably 2018, is kind of when like the craze of morning routines really kicked in. And I don't know exactly like where it came from. I do know that there's a book called Tools of Titans and I had read it and he interviews a lot of really, really successful people in a lot of different areas of life and industries that they work in and jobs and things like that. And one of the things that he asks almost everybody is like, what is your morning routine? And I think it became this premise of if I have a morning routine, I am successful because the most successful people in the world all have a morning routine and they do it every single day. And so I think somewhere along there is when I started being like, oh, you need to implement a morning routine um, because people outside are saying that is the key to success. Um, and it's so funny looking back, like hindsight is always 2020. Like, I don't care who you are. It really is. Because when I look back at 2016, I'm like, I had a lot of things really, really working out for me that year, very easily, just like falling into place, things coming together. It just truly did feel like a magical year. Yet I started listening to like what other people we're doing and saying that you needed to do in order to be successful. And like I said, when I look back, I feel like 2016 was a pretty successful year for me in a lot of areas of my life. But in the moment, you don't always feel that because you're always wanting more. 
I think it's very rare to come across somebody who is just like, I'm content. Like I'm content in this moment. I'm good with how my life is. And I think, I feel like I need more of that. Like we're, I feel like I can just fall so into this trap of like, what's next, what's next, what's next. And if you listen to my 2023 report episode, I kind of touch on this where I'm like, I want to start celebrating accomplishments more and not just like glossing over them. And I think I was doing that a lot back then. And so it's funny looking back thinking like, oh, I wanted to change so much because I didn't think things were working for me. But looking back, I'm like, but things were working for me. It's just like this really interesting like paradox. Um, and again, when you're in it, you just, you don't always know because you're so in it and it really takes stepping back sometimes and being able to look at the bigger picture to learn these kind of like lessons. But anyways, so I got into like a morning routine and it was very, very consistent with it for years. Um, and that morning routine looked like waking up at the same time every morning. Um, obviously like making my bed, getting dressed, da, da, da. I'd work out, I'd have a, some sort of workout scheduled. I would come back, eat a quick breakfast, drink half a cup of coffee, something, and like immediately get on with my day. I was meditating in there too. Like I was very big on meditation and I was definitely prioritizing anywhere between five and 15 minutes of meditation. But a lot of days I forced it. And then for a while, like journaling became this really big thing that a lot of people were talking about. And I was like, well, I need to add journaling to my morning routine. And then you need to add 10 minutes of reading a book to your morning routine. And I was very, very consistent with it for a very long time. But it wasn't until I realized like, wait a minute, you are waking up anxious every single morning and stressed to a level that is definitely unhealthy. And for what? When I started thinking more about like, well, why am I doing these things? Like, what is the reason behind reading 10 minutes in the morning or meditating or forcing this workout when my body is exhausted? And it was because it became like autopilot. Like, well, this is what people who are successful say you should be doing. So like, I need to be doing it, which is like just so wild. But talk about influence, like how we are so influenced in this day and age and like what can like resonate with you and like trigger something in you to act a different way. It's truly fascinating. But when I started looking at that, I was like, I feel like I'm constantly being sold what to do. And I feel like I'm at a place where like, thanks for the information. Thanks for the suggestions. But like, I'm going to decide. I don't want to play by rules that somebody just decided to make up one day. And because they work for them, suddenly they're going to work for me. And this is something I talk about a lot. And if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that where I am such a believer to my core that no two people can do things the same in life. Like we're just so bio-individual. So like why was I trying to like force this morning routine for so long that really was working against me? And 
like think of it in in the sense of like peanut butter. Peanut butter could be your absolute favorite food on the planet. You love it. You eat it every day. It brings you joy. It's just like if you were on a death row, like you would ask for peanut butter, right? But to somebody else, peanut butter is going to put them into anaphylactic shock. We cannot move through life, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. It just doesn't work. And I don't care whether it's with food, medication, style, mindset, routines, jobs, whatever. You have to check in with yourself and see what works for you. And I feel like I'm really good about that in a lot of areas, but we all have blind spots. And it just took me a really long time to realize that a morning routine is not serving me. I felt like I was on autopilot going through a checklist of things every morning just to say that I did them. And again, for what? For who? They weren't serving me. So like, why was I continuing to do them? I read a book um, gosh, a while ago, and I honestly can't remember which book it is, but there was a quote in it. And I wish I remembered the book because then I would be able to look back and see who the quote was by. But you know, when you read a book and authors start chapters with quotes by somebody, it was one of those sorts of situations. And the quote at the beginning of this chapter said, I was living my life on autopilot, routed to a destination I never chose. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what a great description of being on autopilot. I feel like there's things that we do, our brains do for us to help us get where we need to go with ease. Um, For example, when I am taking a shower, I'm not really thinking about the order of things that I do in the shower to wash my face, to wash my hair, things like that. Like your body kind of goes on autopilot to help you get through it. Or if you've ever been driving and you're driving home and you kind of have spaced out and then you get home and you're like, oh my God, how did I get here? Like, I don't remember a single thing about driving home. It's because your body and your brain know the route to get you home. And so it's making your life easier. But when autopilot starts to take over um, in bigger areas of your life, I think that's when it starts to become problematic. And for me, it was becoming problematic because it wasn't serving me, but it was just routine. And that routine was taking me to somewhere that I'd never chosen because I didn't sit down and put intention behind it. I was just doing it. I was just going through the motions. And when all of this was like clicking in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, what a revelation. (laughs) Like sometimes things just take so long to click. And then when they do, you're like, how did I not see this sooner? That was me with this. And so my thoughts and opinions around morning routines for me has shifted dramatically um, where I want to This is something I also said in that episode from the 2023 report was, I just want to be as present as I possibly can as often as I can. And 
we get so busy in life with work and seeing your friends and seeing your family and travel and running to the grocery store and cooking dinner and working out and brushing your teeth and all of these things that we have to do that it's very easy to suddenly look back and be like years are passing and like what is changing and i don't want to feel like that and i don't i don't really feel like that i feel like that in the in the sense of like my morning routine i feel like i've done this routine for years and like was going nowhere with it but i feel like i'm pretty good about sitting down with myself being like okay what is a goal from this month what do you want to do today how do you feel this weekend um and i do check-ins like that but i don't do morning check-ins as frequently and especially as women like we live on a cycle and our energy levels aren't the same every day our hormones aren't the same every day and so why do we feel like doing the same thing every day is a benefit to us? Again, I think for some people it could be. And in that book, Tools of Titans, those routines were working for those people. Granted, many of those people were men and they're not on that same sort of hormone cycle that we are as women, but it's not crazy to think that we need different things on different days. And while I love the idea of having a morning routine, what I've come to realize is the idea of having morning space is a lot more appealing to me. And so what I've been doing over the past couple of months is, well, more like a month and a half, but what I've been doing is I have time blocked off in the morning and it's kind of open-ended. There's nothing in there that says you need to get up, meditate, breath work, journal, work out, dr drink a green juice. Like there's no, 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 no. There's none of that. It's you have this chunk of time dedicated to you checking in with you. What do you want to do with it? And what's really interesting is I have noticed my stress levels are a lot lower. I'm not waking up with anxiety anymore. And I feel like my brain is really clear throughout the rest of the day because I feel like I've taken care of me. And so some of the things that I do, I still like moving my body. To me, exercise is more than just physical health. It's mental health for me. And so some days I get up and run. Some days I just want to stretch. Some days I want to do yoga. Some days I want to do like a HIIT workout. But again, it's this check-in of like, what does my body need today? And maybe it doesn't want anything. Maybe it's like, I'm sore. My energy isn't great. I didn't sleep as well last night. Okay, let's not. Let's not. Um, and I have no judgment about it anymore because I feel like I'm listening to my body instead of feeling like I have to check something off a list. So I try to get movement in if it feels good. I am trying to switch from drinking coffee first thing in the morning to something that's um, less caffeinated. So I'll do like a matcha or since it's winter right now, I like a warm tea or warm lemon water, um, a turmeric latte I like something that's just like warm and cozy, but like easy on my nervous system. 
that I feel like has been a pretty big game changer. And I think I just got in the habit of coffee first thing in the morning because it's so easy to pop in a pod into the Nespresso and just hit brew or whatever the button is. And then you just have like a warm something. For me, I like having warm things in the morning. It's just very comforting. And I'm like that even in the middle of the summer. Um, And so it's like finding other warm options for me to have in the morning has been great. And now I've kind of shifted coffee because I really do love coffee as like my afternoon drink, which is how I was in 2016. I was never drinking coffee first thing. I was always like a 1 p.m. run to get coffee or I'd make it sometimes. It wasn't first thing in the morning. And so getting out of that habit has really helped. Some mornings I just want to like sit and think to myself for a while. Some mornings I am like, I feel like I need to be in some sort of creative mode. And so sometimes that's like going on Pinterest and pinning things. Sometimes it's just, I have like adult coloring books, which I think are really great because the mind loves a chew toy where you're giving it something that's essentially mindless, but it's just enough that it's preventing your mind from spiraling into like doom and gloom. And so sometimes when I have those like mindless activities, like a coloring book, my brain is like mindless, but it also like problem solves at the same time. Um, or I'll get like really good ideas or things I get excited about, like things just kind of like flow easier during times like that. So I'll try to do that. I'm wanting to get back into like making breakfast more and juicing. Um, I haven't juiced in a really long time, but I always really enjoyed it. It's just the cleanup process that's like honestly time consuming. Things where it's like I'm just prioritizing what feels good to me today. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe I just want to take 20 minutes and then get right into work. Like I don't feel so rigid and constrained to you have to do X, Y, and Z. And I feel so much better about it. Um, It just makes me feel like I'm not forcing energy anymore. And also when I look back, anytime I've tried to force energy or force, um, and I think this is like, if you experience anxiety, you'll probably relate to that because anxiety has a lot to do with feeling like you're out of control. And so when you try to force things, it helps you, it like tricks your mind into thinking that you are in control, even though you're not. And it's really just like, a moot point because it's actually not doing anything for you. It's just making things more difficult. And so the less I try to force things and the more I just allow and move through the day and just being consistently as much as I possibly can in the now moment, my anxiety is just dissipating. Like I just don't feel as anxious anymore. Um, and it's so nice to be able to take time in the morning to be like, I want to take a longer shower. I want to, there's so many options of what you can do with a chunk of time. If you just set aside the chunk of time and then check in and say like, what sounds good to me? What feels good to me today in this moment, in this chunk of time that I have? Um, and truly with all of that, it feels so much more productive to me than being on autopilot 
checking off things because I felt like I had to. And again, this is what I've found is working for me. And so if a morning routine has been working for you and you're like, I'm actually not on autopilot, like I feel this way and this way when I'm doing a morning routine, then by all means, please continue doing it. Do what feels good to you. I'm just here to share my experience and my thoughts and things that I've learned and through trial and error and different ways of thinking because I really try to look at things from as many angles as I can. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, like we all have blind spots and I don't have all the answers to life. I definitely don't have all the answers to your life, but I feel like I have moments where I realize things and by the way they feel, I know whether they're right or wrong for me. And so more than anything, I just hope you check in with yourself because I don't want you to be on autopilot routed to a destination you never chose either. Um, that's not a good feeling. And we all have goals and dreams and things we want to do. And I hope everybody can experience and manifest and bring all of those about. And you just have to find what works for you. And everybody is going to have their opinion um, of what they think is the right way and the wrong way. And you just have to take that information and say, you know what, this over here feels good to me. That part didn't. But over here, this other thing, if I like rearrange it a little bit and then apply it, I think that could work for me. And you just have to really come back to yourself. We say a lot like stay in your own lane. And I think that term's used a lot when it comes to like career. But really, it's stay in your own lane in life. What feels good to you? Again, back to the peanut butter example. Are you going to get into anaphylactic shock if you eat peanut butter? Obviously, don't eat the peanut butter. You know, like we can't just apply things to our lives because other people say that they're like the end-all be-all cure to everything. It might have been for them, but again, we're all so bio-individual that you can't just take it and say, well, it worked for them, so it'll work for me. Parts of it might, or maybe all of it will. It's so, it's like so hard to explain what's in my brain about this, but like you just have to check in with yourself and stop checking in with what everybody else is doing. And once you stop doing that, the answers and those feelings of what feels right come so much quicker and easier and you just know. Like there's nothing better than a feeling of knowing. And I don't even know how to describe what that feels like to me. And I'm sure what that feeling of knowing feels like to me feels completely different to somebody else. So I don't know that it would be even helpful to explain it, but it's just like when you know in your core something, that's what you want, but you want it all day. And I am like dedicated to not being on autopilot in any area of my life this year. It just doesn't feel good. I want to be present and connected with myself and with the people around me and in my work and when I'm showing up, I need to be present. And you know, when you're like really, really present in something, this is the last thing I'm going to say on here, 
about this, but you know when you're really, really present in a conversation or you're doing like your favorite pastime, whether it's like riding a horse or cooking or something. And it's like the time flies by and also reality around you kind of disappears. Like, have you ever been at a coffee shop with somebody who you just like love spending time with and you're talking and talking and talking and it's like the only other person you see is like you're just in that little bubble that you're in at that table in the coffee shop. And yeah, people are like coming and going around you and there's traffic driving by, but you're not aware of it like at all. You're just in that little bubble. And then it's like all of a sudden something brings you back of like, oh, I have to leave and go to another meeting. And you're like, I feel like I was in a different realm for the past hour. I love that feeling. And that is the feeling of being so present that like nothing around you is like, mattering, if that makes sense. It's like the complete opposite to when you're anxious and you're hyper aware of absolutely everything around you. The hum of the fridge, the ticking of the clock, the like air coming out of the air conditioner on the building across the street, the birds chirping. And it's just like you have your brain on absolutely every object. That feels awful. But when you're like so connected and like present and just like into what's going on right in front of you, that is like magic. And I hope we all can experience that as frequently as possible throughout the rest of the year. I hope that this episode brought you a different perspective on a morning routine. If it feels like something that you've been struggling with, um, check in with yourself whether it's a morning routine, whether it's your job, a night routine, check in with yourself. I promise it will make such a difference. And that check-in might tell you to continue doing exactly as you've been doing, or it might tell you to pivot. But either way, that check-in is invaluable. Thanks for listening, you guys. And if you guys could take just a second to rate a review, if you don't want to write a review, if you can just tap some stars, it makes such a difference in supporting your favorite podcasts, and I would be so grateful. Um, I appreciate everyone who listens every week. It means so much to me to be a part of your lives, and can't wait to see what else 2024 has to bring. All right, I will see you guys next Tuesday. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.